Hello and welcome to episode 162 of Beyond the Weight with Henny and Sandy. Coming once again from Midtown Toronto. <laughs> yep. Henny's in her washroom. I have to tell you, Henny, though, the lighting is exceptional in your washroom. Like you look absolutely stunning. It well, is. Thank so, you. It, it's interesting, though. It's like, yeah. Well, I do, yeah, I do have good lighting in the washroom, but I have exceptionally poor lighting in the living room. You do. And so I think that's where you normally see me. Okay, Sandy, you went this past week to the Royal Botanical Garden. Yes, I did. In Burlington. Correcto. And then, at, and so I knew you were going and that was lovely, you know, whatever, fine. And then you were like, this is the first time I've ever been. And I was flabbergasted. As a person who grew up in Hamilton uh-huh. and lived for a chunk of your adult life in Hamilton. 40, how, 40, 40, 45 years, honey, it's a big how chunk. How is it possible that you never went to the Royal Botanical Garden? Okay, but Henny, well, I went to the Royal Botanical Gardens with my mother, who for her, that's where she wanted to go for her, and it was her 75th birthday, who has also was born in Hamilton, lived all of her life in Stony Creek, Hamilton, and had never been to the Royal Botanical Gardens. She continued, like, I've never been, no one ever took me, never, I said, well, you know what? No one ever took me either, and you're my mother. Like, <laughs> you could have taken me. You could have taken me, and we would have both have gone. Yeah. So we went to the Royal Botanical Garden for a class trip almost every year of my elementary school career. Hmm. 100%, 100% without a doubt, we went in grade one and grade two and grade four and grade five and grade six. Like I remember distinctly those years, like for sure. And maybe we went the other years too. I'm not sure, but we always went and they, and for different reasons, like I remember in grade three, we went because one of the major projects we had to do in grade three was a leaf collection. Mm -hmm. And so we went as like, as a, you know, way of starting, you know, like exciting us, I guess, about this project, we went to the Royal Botanical Garden and they took us on a tour and they like, we looked at all different trees and the different leaves and why different trees had different leaves. We learned about deciduous trees and conifers and like all of these different things. Like, but I remember like every time we went, there was a different purpose for it. Mm. But I also remember that it was always kind of a lame trip. Like I remember, you know, our teacher would be like, we're going on a class trip. And we'd be like, woohoo, we're going on a class trip. And then they'd be like, to the RBG. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's think. I mean, the only class trip that I remember in elementary was we went to Black Creek Pioneer Village. I remember distinctly going there and that was probably like grade one. So, but even with my kids, like class trips, because I, when I could, I would often volunteer to go. I mean, to do what you've just described about like the outdoorsy thing, we went, I remember going with Jess to part, it's one of the parks in, it's in Burlington, the the Mm. one that, the one that has the long houses. 
Oh, Crawford Lake. Crawford Lake, because it also, because mm -hmm. Crawford Lake is a dead lake, correct? Yes. Right, and that, so it's, it's yeah. Yeah. And it used to be cottages that were owned by a family, yeah. and then they found the longhouses, and they found all of the things, and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah. so I, I do, I, I do remember going. That would have been a good class trip. It's fantastic. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That would have been a great class trip. Yeah. We... I mean, I know we went to the we went to the RBG, <laughs> Royal Botanical Gardens. We went all yeah. the time. Yeah. I'm trying to think of other like major trips we went on. I know we went to the Royal Ontario Museum in grade five. Yeah. We looked at the we were looking we were studying ancient civilizations. Mm -hmm. So we went there, and that was a good trip. I remember. I remember we in grade six we went to the science center, which was also a super fun trip. I remember as a kid going to the science center also, yeah. yes. Like in grade eight, we went yeah. to uh, a camp up near Huntsville and stayed there for for two nights and three days. We did that. Mm -hmm. yeah. No. Yeah, in grade eight, our trip was Ottawa. We we stayed mm -hmm. in we stayed in the dorms at Carleton. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. I I've done that with like as a teacher with grade sevens and eights mm -hmm. that was fun to Ottawa and stayed in the dorms. That was fun. I remember I got a new pair of baby dolls to wear for my for sleeping in. Do you, do you even know it? Do you know baby dolls? Do you know that? No, she's like, no, I don't know. What you're talking about fun. What are you talking about? You're old. Please, there must be another listener out there that that does. That, tell me what they are. Okay, they're like they're like little pajamas. I was going to say it's a type of pajama, right? Yeah, but it yeah. has like um like little shorts and a little singlet. Yeah. So, but they were called baby dolls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know why, but maybe we need I, to figure I that had, out. I had an idea of what it was. I had an idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, you know, the I'm, I think, like, growing up, we didn't do a lot of things. Like, I had never been to Center Island until I met Phil, and we went to Center Island. Mm -hmm. I had never... I, the first time I ever went to Ontario Place, like I think I was in, like, grade 8, and I went with a friend's family because they always went. Because we camped, and we oh. always camped... We did camp in Ontario, but we often went to the U.S. So if we were going on like a family trip, it was a big trip with other families all planned out. And because my parents belonged to the Stony Creek Redcoats, there was a camping club and that's who we belonged to, that they would often go to campouts that were sponsored by other camping clubs. And there would be a big thing. And there was like, oh, I don't even remember what the big camp thing was called. It was a massive thing where there were like hundreds or thousands of trailers. Oh and wow! Were like big parks in the U.S. Uh, it was Campvention. That's what it was called, Campvention. And so we oh, a Campvention. Yes, <laughs> I love Camp it. <laughs> you know, and so we we always that's what we did. You know, um, and so my mom would be like, because I'd be like, oh, we've never been here, there, we've been here, blah blah blah. Yeah, I know, but you've never traveled in your own country. We we did do things like like day trips because we did we were not campers, we did not go places. Yeah. Um, but we did do day trips like we, a couple of times in my like in my childhood I remember my parents taking us to Canada's Wonderland. Mm. I know we went to Ontario Place once because we went to the IMAX theater. Yeah. I went with an, one of my aunts. She took. She took us to the uh, the Royal Ontario Museum. Like we did, you know, we my parents used to take us at Christmas time to Niagara Falls to see the lights. Yeah, we definitely did 
the behind the falls tour one year with my family like so we uh, did do like a bunch of those little like one day things mm-hmm. but we never yeah we we didn't typically go places yeah you know until i was older um and then and then we started to like do uh more significant vacations but that wasn't until that wasn't until i was much older because I, yeah. I just, you're like, oh, they took us to Wonderland as kids. I'm like, I was 16. I just had to look up and see when Wonderland opened. I was 16 when Wonderland opened. So, you know, I went there as a teenager with like, because I worked when I, I was 17 when I started working for McDonald's and there was always a, a trip, like, um, a, well, you're called, you're part of the crew, you're a crew member. Right. And, you're, and so there was always, every month there was a crew outing. And so Wonderland was often one of those where we would rent a bus. Yeah, and we don't and there would be a special discounted price and yeah, and what yeah. have you especially because i believe when wonderland opened mcdonald's was was one of the vendors like oh, inside. Okay, okay, okay. and like yeah so whenever that happened um you always got a discounted ticket same with we in the winter the one of the ski slopes mcdonald's was always oh, okay. there was a discount i think you could buy discounted lift tickets at mcdonald's yeah. and yeah. so then they part of that deal was that the staff yeah. could go for a really cheap price for the day that's fun yeah. yeah 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 same with the dome so when the dome opened mcdonald's had had the concessions oh wow and i remember it because they couldn't staff it and so like from hamilton they would take bus loads and you would get paid an extra one or two dollars an hour to go to to the dome to to work oh wow did you ever do that no i I think i was already in management at that point like early management lower management but um i did have staff that would go oh wow yeah so let me just say okay here's the other thing so you know because it's one week to the wedding and i have been having this issue with shoes so I had a pair that's a half size too big. So I still have those that are in the car. I could wear them because I have a long dress. You can't see in the back where it's a bit big. It looks fine in the front. And then I went out this week and I bought another pair and they looked great. And then I got them home and because my ankle still swells a little bit, it causes my foot to swell a bit. And so I put them back on again and I was like, it just doesn't feel good. Like they need, I know they're going to stretch a little bit, but I cannot have that day where my foot is like aching, but they look yeah. so nice. Okay. So I had those. Okay. So then I was like, I, I have to take those back. I cannot wear those. So then I went out again yesterday. Like I've been, you know, and all the stores basically have the same shoes. Yeah. yeah. Even though it's only like, you know, like the end of May, all of those types of shoes are already sold out. Like the sizes my, and I take a seven and a half or an eight okay common size common size yeah yeah so um anyway i went to uh, maple view yesterday and i i was i went in and there was an aldo which is where i had one pair of shoes from but i saw there was a spring um i think it's called spring or spring or whatever Mm -hmm. so i went in and then i was so hung up on a kind of heel i wanted i think that's what did me in and then i saw these other shoes and i'm like oh those look nice i have my measuring tape in my bag I've measured it. It's the right size heel. Okay. And I put them on. They only have one size left and it's a seven and like one pair left and it's a seven and a half. Put it on. No, it was a seven actually. Fits perfectly. Oh. It's wide enough in the toe so I don't feel like the front of my feet. 
but it had and it had bling on it, which I didn't really want, but it didn't have all bling. It was still neutral with a bit of bling. It was the heel, I think, that before I'd said I'm not wearing that kind of heel, but I am wearing that kind of heel because they're so comfy and they look so cute. Oh, wow. Oh. So got the shoes. Finally got the shoes because it was very stressful, obviously. I left it way too last minute. So anyway, so now I have my my son. So this week also I was like an unexpected trip to Toronto. Mm-hmm. to drop off Graham's suit that was ordered and came to Hamilton. He lives in Scarborough. So I, I got that and he still needed shoes. So I said, okay, we'll just buy a pair of shoes and then put it on the gold card. You know, we'll pay for them. Yesterday, I'm like, did you get your shoes and have you taken your pants to be altered? Oh yeah, I got a really nice pair of shoes. I said, oh, okay. And then he's like, oh, I didn't use the gold card, but they were $192. I'm like, what in the H? There's me worrying about, oh, do I really want to spend that much money on a pair of shoes? Like $90. And I was like <laughs> feeling really good because I got them for like $59.99 or something. Mm-hmm. I said, $192. Oh, yeah, well, I couldn't find it. So I went to Brown's. What? <laughs> he, I said, you are your father's son. <laughs> and are they at least nice shoes? Well, he says they're nice. I'm sure that I'm sure. Oh, they goodness, you haven't seen them. I haven't seen them. I'm <laughs> sure they are. I couldn't oh, find yeah. I couldn't find any that fit. Truly, he has a nine and a half or a ten. Give me a break. Yeah. Go to <laughs> you didn't go to Winners or something and pick up a pair of <laughs> shoes. Oh my goodness, Sandy. <laughs> so in his defense, if I were purchasing shoes like dress shoes for a special occasion, I probably wouldn't go to Winners looking either. Really? I see. That's the difference between you and I. One of them. <laughs> I'm all about the deal. Yeah. I mean, I love a good deal, but I also love efficiency and I yeah. love to get things done. <laughs> no, I know. I know. You're, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I get that. I, I do get to the point of that, Henny. Like once it's too late yeah. and I'm, I'm mentally done with it, I'm like, I don't give an, an F what I pay for it. Yeah. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> but now I think I'm set. So I put my dress on yesterday with my shoes. Everything still fits. It's all good. So you are ready. I am ready. I was going to, oh, the other thing is that well, I've been so efficient. See, sometimes though, if you think ahead and you're efficient, I already have Christmas gifts that are wrapped in Christmas paper that are tagged and are at my mom's because I was at the Royal Botanical Gardens mm-hmm. and, they, and they have a gift shop and they had like a lot of stuff that was 50% off. Things like, it was actually mostly, it was actually all books and then like mm-hmm. kids, kids like fun kit things to do. So there was some about space and all this sort of stuff. And my granddaughters really enjoy that. that. And, and so I picked up stuff and wrapped it but also because I've been following people on Instagram from you know I'm in Peru but I'm following people like in Hamilton and Dundas yeah and we're able well you and I both bought off of that the uh, the woman that does the pottery stuff mm-hmm. and makes really cool things they are so expensive like ridiculously expensive. ridiculously expensive it's nice to support someone that's like small business that's it she she only sells like what two or three times a year Mm -hmm. um and it's all handmade stuff all handmade stuff and the other thing was then i I was also following someone who makes like homemade candles and like um scrubs and and stuff like that and so now i've placed 
two orders with her. Um, anyway, <laughs> I'm feeling really on top of things. You are definitely on top of things. Yeah, yeah. So. I can't think that far ahead. Like I also like, I mean, as you know, I love efficiency, but I have a hard time thinking that far ahead. Like I'm, it's, you know, it's, it's hard enough for me to sort of map out the next week, let alone, you know, think six months down the road. Yeah. Or more. Yeah. I actually, people, I have a gift for Henny that is sitting and it was too big for me. I thought it would fit in my suitcase, my big suitcase, and it's too big to fit in the suitcase. And so this will be a gift that she'll get at some point when I move back to Canada. <laughs> <laughs> That will be sent in the ship, in the container. It will take a long route. It's like still like wrapped from, from like, anyway. But, I'm eventually, so... but eventually I'll get it and just think how wonderful that will be. <laughs> oh my goodness. I was like, so feels like it's not going to fit. I'm like, yeah, it is. Cause I knew the measurements. And then I was like, oh, oh it's it, not going to fit. It doesn't fit. Anyway. <laughs> Anywho. So, so Sandy, I, was listening again to an episode from Glennon Doyle's podcast, We Can Do Hard Things. Uh And I, because I was just like scrolling through and seeing like, oh, like what's, what's there? And I remember seeing this episode before, but I never actually listened to it. And so I I thought, I'm going to dive back in and listen to this. So she did an episode where she spoke to, well, she and her wife and her sister spoke to a, an expert on the Enneagram. Mm, yes. And did you listen to that episode? I, I did, yes. Okay. So I'm not quite through the episode. I'm like three quarters of the way through the episode. Mm-hmm. But I know that you and I have spoken about the Enneagram in the past. Yeah. But listening to this episode was an absolute delight and a bit of an eye opener too. Yeah. Because the one thing, so the Enneagram, and I know we've talked about it on the podcast like ages ago. Yeah. It's um ultimately it's a it's a personality type situation where where there are nine different types and yeah. Everyone, although you have pieces of all of the types within you, people typically fall into one of the nine types. Yes. Um, And so, you know, and so I know we talked about this in the past. I know we did the test. We found out what we were. We talked about that a little bit or, you know, whatever. But what's interesting about this conversation that they're having with this Enneagram expert is that she she's done a really good job of sort of outlining a little bit more in detail the what the test is actually based on and showing you mm-hmm. and then they've got like the the three ladies have gone into in quite detail about well what about this or how do i as this personality like relate to this and or how does my personality show up in these you know like there were a lot more specific examples that was kind yes. of helpful the one thing that she said that I also thought was important and um, and something that I hadn't considered before, although I should have, was that you shouldn't really base your personality type, like your number, so it's a number from one to nine, you shouldn't base your number on a test. So she, like the expert, in fact, says you shouldn't take one of those tests. Like you shouldn't look online and take uh, an Instagram test yeah. because... 
what you really have to consider is like you have to learn about the types and find yourself within the types because what's what's different about the Enneagram personality type uh, like uh, criteria, I guess, from other personality types is that it's based on your motivation for why you do the things you do as opposed to the things you do. So like if with a Myers-Briggs personality test, with a, a five love language personality test, like with those sorts of things, those are based on what you do and what your actions are. Yeah. yeah. Whereas with the Enneagram, it's not about what your actions are. It's what it's about what motivates you to make those actions. And so she she's saying that your motivation for doing things so she said like you like all nine types could all do the same thing you could all do the same behavior but the difference is why did you do that behavior and your type tells you something about why you did the behavior and she said it's related to the thing that you fear the most and the thing that you desire the most and then she went through each of the nine types and explained like, here's like for this type, this is your basic fear and this is your, your basic desire. This is what motivates you to do the things that you do. Mm. And I don't know as I quite understood that piece of it. And so yeah. hearing that piece, I was like, okay, that's interesting. Because when I have done the test in the past, I score really high in on number one and I score really high on number three. And so number one is the reformer. So this is a, a rational type who is principled and purposeful and self-controlled and perfectionistic. I also score really high on a three, which is the achiever. So this is a success oriented person who is driven and ex and wants to excel and adapts to to be like to to achieve and to to be the best. Yeah. And so I think that I always thought that I was a number like that I was a one because I think I score like on tests. I think I've scored a little bit higher on a one. But hearing like the motivations, I feel like I'm actually a three. Because a one, the basic fear is of like being like immoral or being bad or being corrupt somehow. And the desire is to want to be good, to want to be like to want to behave with integrity and to and 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 so I although that is a part of me for sure, when I look at the achiever in number three, the basic fear there is not being good enough. And the basic desire is to be like worthwhile and valuable and, mm. and, uh, and to be like competent. Right. And so when I hear it like that, I'm like, Oh, like, why do I do the things I do? Do I do the things that I do because I want to be a good person or do I do the things I want to or do I do the things that I do because I want to be competent? And I think that maybe I'm a three. I honestly have no idea what type I was. Do you know? 
Um, let me see here. I think I think you might have been a two. A two a two is a helper and a two is generous, people pleasing. Um a base the basic fear so the motivations for a two is their desire is to be loved and their fear is to be not worthy of being loved or to be un or to be unwanted mm. so that was a two i feel like if that wasn't you i feel like you scored high there but yeah. then the i wonder the six is the loyalist so the six is responsible and engaging but also anxious and so the fear here is to be to not have the help or support or security that you need and the desire is to be secure and supported yeah that sounds both so of those I sound like, like me and you too yeah i i now that you say i i have a Six? feeling i have a feeling that that i, th I think i think that's i think true. i think that is yeah so so that so that part of it was interesting to me this idea that it's that the the types are based on what motivates you to to act mm -hmm. and then the other thing and this is something that i never understood like i heard i heard or read these sorts of words in things about Enneagram, but I didn't really understand it, like about having like a wing or like these other, like every number has other numbers that are connected specifically to it. And like, I, I didn't really understand any of that. But in this podcast episode, she explains it quite a bit, like in a basic way to say that every personality type is their type. Like you have that type, you, you are motivated by those things, uh -huh. but then when you are your best self, you have positive attributes from one of the other personality types. And when you are in stress and you are struggling, you have the negative attributes from another personality type. Hmm. And those types tend to be the same for everyone. So like, so as a six, when you are at your very best self and you're and everything is working the way that you want it to work and you are you are you know um being motivated by by the desire that you have for all that is great you have the positive attributes of a 9 okay. which is the peacemaker so being reassuring and agreeable and and believing yourself to be capable believe in others to be capable like you have those positive attributes of, of a nine yes and whereas me as a three yeah i have the negative attributes of a nine when i'm in stress so we have sort of the opposite like the opposite things of that nine show up in each of us because of our uh, because of our core and so when i'm in a time of stress i have the negative aspects of or the yeah the the, the negative aspects of a nine which is um i am stubborn and i shut down yeah and I was like, oh, yeah, that does sound like me. <laughs> so it was yeah. interesting. It was interesting to hear this conversation outside of like, here's a little test you can do and put yourself in a little like give yourself a little label and oh, isn't this fun? Like this was like a much more in-depth way of looking at 
our behaviors and like why we do things. And, and here's the one thing that they were talking about that really had me thinking was they were talking about the, the personality type of a three, which, which I do think that that's where I fall, that I'm, that I'm, success oriented i'm goal oriented i want to achieve i want to be competent i want people to think that i'm competent and i want to be good at the things that i do mm-hmm. and so i was thinking about that because i do have that i know that that often with things if i think that i'm not going to be capable of doing something i don't try Yes. Because I don't want to not be capable. Right. Yes. (laughs) And I also, and so then they were also talking about like when you're in a time of stress that, you know, the way that threes often react is to shut down, to procrastinate, to stop doing, you know, what they're doing. And, and, um, Glennon's sister said that she's a three and so and so they were like oh but but I don't know like that Amanda's ever had a time where she like wasn't doing like even when she's in time of stress she's still doing and so she said yeah she's like I'm doing but she's like I'm emotionally not there like she's like I like I see that in myself that I'm going through the motions but I'm not actually like connected to anything that I'm doing yeah And I was like, okay, that's interesting. And so then I was thinking about what is it for me? Because I tend to be a person who is getting things done and who is being efficient and who is like doing, you know, all the things that I need to do and achieve and whatever. But when I'm in a time of stress or a time where I feel like I'm overwhelmed with all of the things that I have to do, I don't do nothing in all areas of my life yes but I do do nothing nothing. in one particular area of my life and I was like Sandy like I was listening to this more this I was listening to it this morning and I was like oh my goodness like that is absolutely me because that is a hundred percent my mo that when things become too much, I just stop whatever work I need to do to take care of myself and be healthy. Except for activity. Except for activity. And that's only because you have other people you've committed to. Correct. And you would never not. Correct. Maintain that commitment. Correct. Yes. Hmm. Isn't that interesting? Very interesting. Yeah. I did find it. I, I know that during that podcast when, when they were saying, oh, you know, these tests and that, she says, don't take a test. Yeah. yeah. Don't take the test. Yeah. Oh, my goodness, Sandy. You know what I just realized? I just realized that. Yes. You were very echoey. Were you not on your headset? No, I was on the computer. Okay. So, sorry, people. But I, I thought it sounds a little echoey. Shoot. So... I feel like the sound has just radically changed. I mean, well, I'll have to listen back to this and see if we yeah. can even keep it. Oh no. Okay. Well, we'll see. We'll we'll see what happens. Yeah. 
Okay. Oh my goodness. I hope that it's not a tremendous offense to our listeners. We've had worse. <laughs> anyway, that's that's what I was thinking about this morning when I was listening to this uh, episode of We Can Do Hard Things. Yeah. As, yeah. As you, I, when you were talking, I'm like, okay, and I knew exactly where you were going to with mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. It's, I find everything, it's so interesting that we know sometimes we just need to hear someone say or point something out in a different way. And you're just like, oh my God, that is a hundred percent what I do. Mm-hmm. But I didn't, I know, obviously I know when I'm doing it. Of course. I know what I'm doing. I know what I'm not doing. I know that this is happening, but I don't understand the motivation behind it. Like, how it is intrinsically a part of who I am, mm-hmm. not just what I do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, but okay. So then what do you do with that? Like, how do you adjust that? Like, you know, work to make it, you know, so that it doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a good question. I, yeah, I think, I think some, I think a lot of it has to come from, you know, this, you know, knowing that the, the thing that motivates me the most is being good at the things that I'm doing and being confident at the things that I'm doing and recognizing that that doesn't have to only be about my job or like but that that can also be a part of other things in my life right so so if i'm being motivated to be competent and to be or if i'm motivated by being competent and i'm motivated by being good at what i'm doing then i need to expand my idea of of who that person is like what are the things that i'm good at you know, mm-hmm. and that that maybe I need to make more of an effort to make taking care of myself one of the things that I want to be good at. Yeah, but I, I think that a key part of that, though, Henny, is is that whenever it is something that somebody at your you someone else is going to see or you are doing with or you are doing mm-hmm. for that you will do anything and everything you can mm-hmm. to make that happen. Mm-hmm. But if it's just for you, you don't place yourself mm-hmm. as important as that. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's probably like the, the, the key, you know, I right at the so. center of that. Yeah. Um, and also that, that the things that you do are done in private. Mm. So no one else sees I mean, the thing is, every you, you do right. see because obviously that's it. Like you eat, you eat in private eat and in private, but it shows up in my public. body in public. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah for sure, for yeah. sure. And it sneaks up on us. That's the thing. Yeah, we think we have it under control, mm-hmm. and then takes a sometimes it takes a while to realize that. Wait a minute, it is not it. We do not have it under control. This is not it. <laughs> this is not. This has spiraled well beyond. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to reel it back in. Mm-hmm. Nope, we've thrown the line out too far. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
as a kid, it was like you tell asking your dad to help because you've got your line <laughs> exactly, exactly tangled. You're pulling the reel back, and it's nothing happening. Yeah, yeah, too, uh, too much for me to handle on my own. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Yeah. So that was that was my uh, you know thought for the day, really. Yeah. It's so interesting because I don't know why. But at some point, I stopped when I am just like overwhelmed with stuff using like overeating, like in using mm-hmm. where be I mean, it was for, you know, most of my life. That's what I did. But, mm-hmm. And so I don't I don't know what it is now, but there's something that keeps me from doing that now. Yeah. And I don't know if it's the fear of it getting out of control because now my, my, the, the, what I'm having is that if it's a two, three, four, five pounds, then I'm like in a panic like yeah. that. And that's a panic for me. And then trying to figure out and then being very frustrated by thinking that I'm following the rules, you know, quotations, mm-hmm. but the results not happening. Mm-hmm but not to the point where I'm just throwing, like saying, screw it. I don't care mm-hmm. because as I'm beyond that. Cause that's, that would just be telling myself BS. Yeah. But for me, it ends up that I do other things like that. I'm yeah. For you, it, it, for you, it, it shows up more in the way that you're thinking about yourself and feeling about yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas for me, it's just like, for me, it's a big pity party. Yeah. And And for me, it's not. Yeah. It's just, I'm feeling so sorry for myself. I don't understand. And you know, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. But it doesn't get to the point where I go and eat something. And and the thing is, is I spend so much time alone. It would be so easy to do that, Mm -hmm. you know, but I, but you don't. But I don't, but I also think that, well, maybe it's the little bits and stuff here that obviously it is that contribute to things, you know, yeah, yeah, but, yeah. but then I, you know, then I have to weigh it. Well, like what? So on a Friday and a Saturday, I have one drink. Mm-hmm. Like, the, the, but, then, but then my mind is like, but that's something that you've added that wasn't always happening before. Mm-hmm. But I also know, you know, like it, that I haven't had my period for like 14 months. So. Mm-hmm. You know, and then you read and it's like all of these things that happen. It's like, oh, yeah, the weight's here and this and that. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, and and then on the, and then the other part of me is like, okay, like there's like this like cocktail of stuff going on inside of your body. And, yeah. and like, I don't want to like just say, well, that's the way it is. Because I think that that's what happens to a lot of women is like, there's nothing I can do. Mm-hmm. And so I'm always trying to make adjustments. But I do fight with sometimes feeling like... It's unfair. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's yeah. just unfair. So. <laughs> I can, I can uh, understand that. Yeah. I can understand that. But I mean, that, that, ch- like that checks in really well with, like with you as a type six, because your fear as a type six, your basic fear as a type six is to be not supported and to be not secure. So when you're in a time where you don't know what's happening and you can't figure it out, Mm -hmm. that's like the worst. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, I just, I had pulled up on my phone just to sort of look at the six and that is me at, I mean, it's, it's interesting because I think you also change as, as you, you get older and, and that, and so you should, that's why the number isn't important because you can get too hung up Yes. in identifying and then your behaviors can actually always be that, that that's where you're automatically going to. Mm-hmm but it might not feel natural to you anymore because you've yeah. changed, right? Yeah, yeah. And they said that too in the podcast that you you don't necessarily, you aren't necessarily one of the person, like one of the types your entire life. Yeah, because I look at that and it says like, go with the flow and I'll, and let other people sort of take charge. And I, do, I guess the difference for me is there does come a point when I, I'm fine with, you know, whatever people want to do, Here's I I'm offering to help whatever you want. I used to get really hung up and feeling like I like I people are going to think I haven't done anything or I haven't contributed or whatever. Mm-hmm. And now I'm at a point where I believe that I can't be too pushy because people don't like that. I've made an offer. If they don't want to accept it, I I there's nothing I can do about it and and I can't feel bad about it or think that people are thinking things that they probably aren't. Sometimes they are. I, I just can't. I just can't get hung up on that because mm-hmm. it really, really bothers me. And it also links in with not being liked, not being mm-hmm. loved, mm-hmm. all of those things, and feeling like those are the things that need. I need. I can do and need to do, not just to let people know that I care about them, but it's really more about feeling like they care about me. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's a hundred percent who that is me for sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I have, I, I used to always want to be the one in control of everything and not let anybody do anything. And it had to be yeah. so perfect. Yeah. And now I'm all about, I don't even care. And I, yeah. I'm really good about when things get closer to a date, letting things go. Yeah. I, that's how we're committed. What's, what do I, what are really important? What are the things that are nice and they, if they get done great, or can I delegate those? Cause people can. Yeah. I'm more of a, it'll all work out. Things will be fine. It's like the wedding. I mean, at this point, I feel like some of the things I'm like, oh, it'll yeah. be fine. It's going to be lovely. The day yeah. we're worrying about things that don't really matter at this, in the big scheme of things. Yeah. 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 So it's all good. All yeah. Good. So how do you get there? Like, like, how do you move from worrying about everything and needing to micromanage and control everything to getting to a point where you're like, you know what, it's going to be what it's going to be. That's totally fine. Or like, how do you get from a, like, how do you make that? Is that a conscious decision that you make to make that shift? Mm. Does it sort of naturally happen? Like, what do you think that's about? I don't know. I think for me, it just naturally happened. And I think that a big part of it was just being open to seeing what other like experiencing like going to other events going to other people's homes seeing what other people do and then really thinking about how I felt in that situation Mm. you know when things are a little more easy and not so structured how does Mm. that feel and then feeling the same with myself I mean these are all things that happen as a result of 
the home that you grew up in. I mean, those are the things that basically, you know, I can think about any time my, my mom had somebody over and my, my dad was never involved in anything with the home. So my mom did everything, but it was a big thing about everything had to be cleaned and had to be like perfect. And then, mm-hmm. you know, that what was being like everything, every little thing has to be so in place and, and, and so growing, like when I had my own home, I was always like that. So worried about what people are going to think and having to have everything. And to the point though, by the time you have people arrive, like I'm exhausted and I don't even want them to come mm-hmm. because it's been too much, mm-hmm. you know? And so then sort of transitioning into, it's fine. My house looks, my house looks clean. It looks cleaner than a lot of people's homes after, you know, and that's just mine on a day that hasn't been a lot spent. I mean, you know, I'm going to tidy the washroom, obviously, because you yeah. don't see anything in the ring of the toilet or whatever, you know, that yeah. other when you have guests over. But, but also when I go to other people's homes, I'm not judgy about it. I think that's probably the thing is that I might have been more conscious about that and what people are going to right. think rather than they just want to come and have a good time. Like, yeah. As long as you've got some food, it doesn't have to be all plated perfectly. And, you know, the table setting can be very cash. And, and yeah. that. Um, so I've gotten a lot less stressed about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's about, I, it, it's about confidence, too, in yourself, right? Mm. And feeling comfortable. I mean, really, right. now thinking about it, it's a lot of things. It's a lot of things. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So here's something interesting that uh, I was talking, speaking with my daughter this week, and she has a friend that's been since childhood. And she said, like, um, so when Jess moved back to Toronto, it was like three, three years ago. And uh, this person within the first year of Jess moving back, she lived in Hamilton. She actually moved out West. And so they speak on the phone every day. For like they've always have for like hours whatever okay so anyways this person has come and visited a couple of times and the first time since moving out when she came there was like the other person like her friend invited other people over and then you know my daughter kind of felt like it was almost she used it as a hotel you know? uh, okay and so she left and she was just, she just said like i was i felt annoyed about a lot of things yeah you know? And so they didn't speak for a little bit, but then they did. And that's fine. My daughter went out to see her like last Mm -hmm. year. That was fine. And then she's just recently, she was there this week. Okay. So she came in on Sunday and I think she stayed till Wednesday. So I I saw my daughter on Thursday morning. Okay. And she said to me, oh, my place is a bit messy because so-and-so was here and and whatever. And she said, you know, I just was so annoyed about everything. Like, you know, it was like, I thought she'd be like, it's so messy. And and like, I didn't even want to like, you know, touch anything that she had touched because I just felt like, like there was, you know, almost like dirty. Like it was just... A very odd. And so I said, oh, that's really interesting. And and I said, you know, sometimes just because we've been friends with people, we had this whole discussion about friendship. Yeah, 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 yeah. And she said, yeah. She said, you know, I don't know. Like, I, it was like they didn't really enjoy each other. She said, I don't, I don't really enjoy it. Like, so we had this conversation. So later that day, I, I get a voice note from my daughter saying, you know, I just, I picked up the phone and I actually phoned and I said, like, I, I think we're trying to hang on to something that just isn't there anymore. Right. 
Like, I just didn't enjoy the visit. Yeah. I don't know how you felt about it. Yeah. You know, I think, like, when we're together, all we're doing is speaking about things that happened, like, as when we were young as kids, mm. teenagers, and that we, our lives, we've done, a, there's been a lot of personal growth for both of us in the last couple of years, and that we don't have anything really in common anymore. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I, I, like, I think we're just trying to hold on to something that doesn't necessarily mean need and the other person agreed and said like yeah you know like when I was there I felt like you didn't support me and this and that and my daughter's like well I can tell you that I was in a really bad place at that time and I didn't have the money but I actually like sent you some money like so they both obviously wow had expectations of each other yeah and felt not supported by each other but but anyways they just kind of like then left it and and so I left her a voice note saying like wow I mean it's very mature yes and there are many relationships with people that I have felt like I should have had those conversations but was never brave enough yeah yeah or courageous enough to have it yeah you know I did end a friendship with a, a email and then you know this and then the friendship restarted and then she like abruptly yeah ended it with an email and you and I happened to be together and I I know what I said to you (laughs) and there it is and there it is I remember (laughs) (laughs) and we read it and it was just like okay yeah and to me it was like the door has already been closed there's not even an option for and and that's fine because if it's going to be that much work I don't need it no yeah no but but I think that 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 is I, I mean it ties in with the personality type that you of are course. And how that yeah. transitions and I think friendships and long-term acquaintances I think that's where there are opportunities for a lot of us to think about do we need to have a conversation or do we just need to like let it just go as it is mm-hmm. you know I mean I and I said to her, well, how do you feel? And she says, like, I feel fine. And that's why I think I know it's right. It was the right thing to do. Yeah. yeah. And it is when you yeah. feel okay about it. Yeah. And she's like, she just, and now she's, I'm not sure where this goes going forward. If we, yeah. you know, she actually just said to me, I just think that I just can't have, like, I don't, I'm just not built to have long-term friendships with people. Like, I think I'm mm. just better to have a bunch of acquaintances and do things. And I said, oh, those are fun friends. Yeah, it's just the type of friend that you have. Yeah, fun friends that you yeah. you always have somebody that you can just pick up the phone and you can go and have a coffee or go to a concert or you yeah. know with the kinds of things with. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, and a lot of that, yeah, a lot of that has to do with the type of person you are too, right? If you're a person who likes to go out and likes to be yes. socially active and likes to, you know, do these different things, then you need those fun friends, right? You need people that you can call to just yeah, go and do something, right? Yeah. I mean, the, the, in fairness, like she said, you know, this other person's had a lot of things that have happened in her life and this and that. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I've always, I said to her, you know, Phil and I have always found her to be, a, she's, it's a little heavy. Right. And so, but yeah, I, I, I mean, I've always, this, young generation you know they just do things differently they're braver and they so interesting that they were both feeling that same sort of way right yes yeah and then it wasn't yeah neither one she said like she wasn't upset like there was no where she was like oh I can't believe that you're thinking that no feeling 
I, and I think you do. It's like a it's like a relationship when you're in a relationship and you're like, wait a minute, this isn't really working. Mm-hmm. One of us has to be the one that says something, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, and then you find out the other person feels the same and you're okay with that. That's the other thing. It's like, mm-hmm. it's one thing to think that you, and then you think in the other person's going to be like, but no, but you know, I love you, blah, blah, blah. And then they're like, yeah, I feel the same way. And you're like, what? Wait a minute. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I wasn't expecting that. You can't. Yeah. I can only feel that way about you. <laughs> no, no, no. It's it's better if it's better if you're both feeling that. But it's it's just so interesting too to say like you know I felt like I wasn't being supported, but then to have the other person say, well, I felt like you weren't supporting me. You know, like like yeah. and and that and that happens. And I think especially with friendships that we had or that we have from the time that we're very young, you know, there are a lot of, like, even when you were talking about, when I asked you, you know, what makes the change from, you know, caring about this to not really caring about that anymore, changing, you know, and you said, you know, that a bunch of things impact it. But one of the things you said was experience. Yeah. Like I see more people, I see what more people are doing. I I experience myself more and how I react in different situations. Yes. But then you also said confidence, right? I have confidence in myself and my ability and my value. And so I think both of those things, especially when you have a friendship from when you're really young, you know, as you age, you have so many more experiences, you have so many more things that you see and that you do and that you mm-hmm. experience, you know, to use the word, you know, a hundred times in three sentences, um, <laughs> but you, and you grow in yourself and you hopefully become more confident in yourself. And sometimes when you're in a friendship or a relationship with someone, you're doing those things together in the same direction, but sometimes it brings you in different places. Yeah. And like that, it just sort of seems inevitable. Yeah. Yeah. You know, my, my longest time friend, um, she's been my, my very dear friend since we were 14 and we were together always all the way through high school and all the way through university. And then after university, we physically went different places. Like she went, um, she went to grad school. I went to Disney world. We had for the first time in our life, for the first time in our friendship life, we had different groups of friends that we didn't know. Yeah. We had different things that we were involved in at this, like, but happening at the same time. So I was working, I was like living, not living abroad, but like living away from home. She was going, she was still in school, like, and it was very, and we had a hard time communicating for a few years yeah, because things were different and, um, and, and our priorities were different for the first time. Mm -hmm. And, but then we've come back together again. Yeah. There was sort of like a five year period where things were strained and and so when I hear about this story of your daughter and this friend coming, I was like, ooh, like that's not exactly what happened with us. But there there were times like like I would go and and then I would leave and I would and I would just be like, that was 
exhausting or yes. annoying or this was not a fun time for me, you know, yeah. but, but as we continued to grow, we sort of grew back together again, mm-hmm. which is, so it's interesting how that happens, yeah. right? Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, there are, you, that you, sometimes a buildup of seeing someone that you haven't seen for a long time and then then you it's then you see them and it's, it's such an effort so the thing is that Jess said on the phone like they could speak every day and there's and it's like perfect but it's like not in person they can't do it in person yeah, yeah it's yeah. a different it's a different dynamic than, yeah. than that and I mean I said to her that, that that sometimes people aren't meant to be in our lives forever and I said I have a lot of people that have been like in out whatever because just like you said and people when you when you start growing apart a little bit and experiencing things that you can sometimes things that other people do become annoying to you or there's something that that you don't tolerate anymore. Yeah. That, you know, I said to her, I can, I said, I did. I said, I can tell you, I said, Phil always says the only person that you have never complained about is honey. He said, of <laughs> all the people that you've been friends with, she's the only person and it's honest to God truth. And so it, I find it very easy. Yeah. Because yeah. Whether I see you in person or whether yeah. I see, we just, you know, same. text or whatever so um but you know we we obviously were we'd already had a lot of experiences before we even became friends too i i think that makes a difference i For really sure. do because you come into the relationship as a fully not that you're not always yeah. learning, like just listen to this podcast like we're always learning things about ourselves right yeah. and, and developing and growing but but you do come to to the relationship as a fully formed human. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 I think we also have uh, there's a lot of we have a lot of there's a lot of differences, but we have a lot of similarities about like not letting each other down. We've made a commitment. Yeah. We're conscious of each other's time. Um, yeah. You know, like all of those fundamental things that yeah. f- with other people really frustrate and annoy yeah. us. Yeah. You know, and then we don't have that food. We're we're like the same about what we eat. Yeah. All of those things, which yeah. makes it easy. That makes it yeah. easy. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So. <laughs> well, Sandy, what a lovely, what a lovely chat. As, I mean, as it always is. Always, always, always. And now we're going to go and see Stepharoo and go for a nice long walk. And today is an ice cream day. And I'm, I am really looking forward to it. Oh my gosh, I cannot wait. I cannot wait. I am having two scoops and a and a waffle cone today. I was I, thinking about if I was going to have two scoops. And for a brief moment, I thought, I think I'm going to have two scoops. And then I thought, I don't actually need two scoops. Well, neither do I, but it's about <laughs> it's about wanting. And I, I'm all, this will be the only time I have it. So I don't have yeah. one since the last time I was with you guys. And it, it's not like there's opportunities that I can just like, you know, drive by and see them. Like the, all of a sudden I see Baskin Robbins everywhere. No, um, no, no. That's but, true. but, but anyways, I'm not going to like, you know, you do you. I mean, we'll see. We'll see how yeah. I feel when I get there. <laughs> see how lonely your cone looks. The thing is that I know that two scoops is, is too much. Like I don't need that much, but I would like to have two flavors. Yes. You can't see? they just give me a half a scoop of one and a half a scoop of the other? I don't know. You could ask. I mean, all they can do is say no. I mean, maybe I will. Okay. <laughs> All, right. All right. Okay. All right. See you in a minute. All right. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> Bye.